Welcome back to Money with Mac and G. The holidays are here and this is the week before Christmas. There is money flying around everywhere. Spending on gifts is an easy one to see and we seem to be spending more each year. So what are experts saying? First, they thought the price of gifts was going to increase by about 6 to 8%. That means more than half of us are going to be buying fewer gifts because most of us expected prices to go up. Some numbers are saying almost 90% of us thought price increases were coming, and so we went ahead and adjusted our budgets. Bravo. So stores start hitting us early with messages. About six out of every 10 stores say they start before November. So it's not any wonder why about 40% of shoppers started buying gifts before the end of October. Planning for holiday spending is huge, but I saw that consumers received about 6 billion email messages during the 2021 holiday season for out of stock items. So you want to spend the money, you just can't find the actual item. So what are the top five gift spending categories in 2022 in descending order? They are clothes and accessories, gift cards, toys, books and other media, food and candy. As always, gift cards right way up there. You don't have to put a lot of thought into it and people can get whatever they want. Now, all of the numbers say more and more that shopping is done online. Now, I'm not going to go into that, but mobile devices continue to increase rapidly. I guess if you could order Aunt Sally her cat sweater while going to the bathroom, that's pretty darn convenient. I saw this the other day and it makes me think, what is the biggest per person spending holiday? Eh, I was thinking it was a pretty easy one with winter holidays being first, but the website I found said back to college was number one. Is it a holiday event? Just because parents are super happy to move their kids out of their house? I thought that was kind of interesting, but they said it was about 1200 bucks with the winter holidays uh, coming in at about 1000 and back to school at almost 900 followed by Mother's Day and Easter at 250 and 170 respectively. I've seen much different numbers on spending for each of those items, but the idea that back to college and back to school were holidays was an interesting take. For many, the holidays aren't the holidays without a specific tradition that they do. When I was younger, pre-Christmas traditions meant making great cookies and candies with Elvis, a ha blue, playing in the background. Mom always cooked a ton of cookies, chocolates, fudges, toffees, and other stuff. I had a Mexican wedding cookie yesterday, and it took me back to mom's cooking over Christmas. She was doing that cake decorating thing that's such a, you know, spectacular thing on the internet and on Netflix for over 40 years. And she was painting chocolate suckers and molds and everything else. I even remember fond memories of getting to ice and sprinkle cookies, as well as getting the hammer to break the toffee after being poured on a countertop. She was pretty amazing at that stuff. Then at Christmas, it meant midnight mass along with one gift, which was always guaranteed, which was a plastic pellet gun. It was a pretty amazing time when you have at least eight family members together and a couple of friends or stragglers with nowhere else to go. But after opening our pellet guns on the day of Christmas, we would shoot those plastic yellow balls, those little pellets at each other, aiming for bare skin to make it sting. Mom would always find those yellow plastic balls all the way up to Good Friday the following year. Anyway, I love holiday food and I have to be extra careful now that I'm over 50. On average, we gain at least a pound of weight over the holidays. I wondered if there was a calculation of how much that costs us on a per pound basis. 
I wasn't that lucky with this search, but there is a calculation based on weight and height that gives you your body mass index. It's referred to as BMI, body mass index. I'm 220 and 6'1", so my calc is 29, a little embarrassing, but if I weighed 190, I'd be 25 BMI. So the average annual healthcare cost for a person with a BMI of 19, which is much lower than mine, was about 2,368 bucks. It grew to 4,880 for a person with a BMI of 45 or greater. I think you could probably do the math. So it does cost us more money when we put on more weight. So be careful of too many Mexican wedding cookies over the holiday season. So I found the 10 top, it looks like, holiday traditions, and many people out there do these, including decorating the tree. How wonderful is that? You're looking at the old decorations that are on those trees. Baking Christmas cookies, wonderful memories, writing a letter to Santa and maybe a reindeer, looking at holiday lights, building a gingerbread house, singing Christmas carols, exchanging gifts like a secret Santa, wearing an ugly sweater, watching Christmas movies, and spending time with people that you love. These are all low cost and lots of fun. Hey, driving Mac and G around when they were little while looking at all those lights was great and free. This year, Grant stole a sweater out of my closet and wore it to Ugly Sweater Day. I have officially crossed over into the ugly sweater zone. And as Will Ferrell said in the holiday movie Elf, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. But one of the most important aspects of the holidays for me, and I think for a lot of people is music. So it made me wonder about all the money that's in Christmas music. Well, I thought the most popular would be the ones that earn the most, but they weren't lining up when I went into Wikipedia, scanned various sites, looked at billboard charts, and cross-referenced various articles. Anyway, there are still some interesting facts, and I think you'll get the idea of what I'm trying to talk about. First, anything before 1926 no longer pays royalties. And who gets paid anyway? Well, the songwriters and composers do. Those are the people that put the song together and then performers sing them. So the performers, if they haven't written the song, don't get paid for that song. And if they sing your song, say you wrote it, they sing your song at a concert, they actually have to pay you to sing it there. At a small venue that doesn't have a lot of people, you can earn $2 to around $10, but for a large arena, I found that you can get $5,000 each time one of your songs is sung. It appears that songs charge different amounts, and depending on the number of writers, it gets split up and not equally. So it's a little bit complicated. Now, I Love Blue Christmas, you already heard me sing it just a little bit, which was made famous by Elvis Presley, but written by a guy by the name of Billy Hayes and his buddy J.W. Johnson. So Elvis didn't, and still doesn't, get the royalties on that one. Interesting. It has had many versions, even a duet with Martina McBride, a duet with a living person, and that was made years after Elvis died. It has been sung or covered by Ringo Starr, Celine Dion, the Beach Boy, Sheryl Crow. Bette Midler, Smash Mouth, and others, but no pay to Elvis's estate. These Christmas songs are gold because they come back each year and are considered evergreen. Unlike a song that can be a hit for two to four months, every year it just keeps coming back. And I like the green in that statement, as the money keeps coming year after year if you've got a hit. I know which one comes to mind here in the U.S. for most Americans. It gets annoying by the end of the season, but it's a mandatory part of the holidays. It's All I Want for Christmas is You. Mariah Carey sings 
sings it, but she also is given credit for writing it in 1994. Lots of great energy and pretty incredible singing for the holiday season. This information comes from an article I found, which is about a year old, so things might have changed a little bit, but it's still fun to dig into. On this list, it's actually the third biggest annual earner at $600,000. Wow, that is nothing to sneeze at. I'll take that to the bank every time. And if you love the Christmas music channel or uh, one that's near you, you probably get a heavy dose starting after Thanksgiving all the way up to December 25th. It's in a number of movies on streaming services, radio, and more. Supposedly, it took less than 20 minutes to write, and it appears to be the second most profitable of all time in an amazingly short period of time since it was done in 1994. In the top five all-time money makers for the Christmas season, it's the youngest and has earned around $60 million. Wow. I have to also give a shout out to... Do you want to build a snowman for digital downloads on the Wikipedia for the best-selling Christmas song at number two behind Mariah Carey? Frozen, which is the movie that it came out of, was really great. And this song is fun and it just makes your day a little bit better. I'm just not 100% sure it qualifies as a Christmas song. Do you think so? Do you want to build a snowman or ride our bike around the halls? Think some companies overdue. I've started talking to the pictures on the wall. What is the number one grossing royalty song annually? I was surprised. I don't think I've ever heard of the song before. Have you? It's called Merry Christmas, Everybody. And it was written in 1973 by Slade. Who the heck is Slade? Gross is a whopping 840,000 smackaroos a year. I guess it's time to retire, but the group is pretty old by now. Here, let's take a quick listen. In slot number two is a group I first heard about when living as an exchange student in France in 1991. My French brother loved them. They're an Anglo-Irish Celtic punk band from King's Cross, London in the United Kingdom. Not my type of music, but their hit is classified as a Christmas song and rakes in an amazing $630,000. It's called Fairy Tale of New York. Here's just a smidge of the song as it changes the melody at least three times, which is pretty amazing. In 1984, Wham! had a hit called Last Christmas. It earns a half a million dollars a year. It was a sad day when we lost George Michaels, who was the lead singer, but it's a gift that keeps on giving. Hopefully, if you haven't heard this thing in a while, it'll bring a smile to your face.
Now, when you talk about all-time earnings, things are a bit different. Some songs have had a long time to rack up the money. Remember, their evergreen songs played year after year. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I can hear that one in my mind. And Sir Paul McCartney got burned when he signed a deal early on that didn't give him ownership of his own songs. So he made sure that he got royalties moving forward and Wonderful Christmas Time was written in 1979 and he's earned about $40 million off that song. Mel Torme and Robert Wells wrote the Christmas song in 1945. It was recorded in 1946 by superstar Nat King Cole, but you probably know it a little bit better as Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Mel was 19 when he wrote it. He's Jewish and wrote it in under 45 minutes, supposedly, during a heat wave in Chicago. 45 minutes for $45 million, and it's still going. Now, Santa Claus is Coming to Town was written in 1934. It has earned an estimated 50 million bucks, and the day after the song came out, there was just such a frenzy that there were over 100,000 people who ordered sheet music, and within the first month, over 400,000 copies were sold. It's a classic. We already spoke about Mariah Carey at number two all time, but number one is Irving Berlin's White Christmas, written in 1940. It's estimated to have earned around $65 million. It's interesting to think that the song was written by a Jewish immigrant from Russia. Now, Bing Crosby made it beyond popular, and it's always on our playlist during the season. From our family to yours, we wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We hope you get everything you've dreamed of. Thank you for being here and being so supportive and we'll see you soon for more money with mac and g just like the ones i used to know where the treetops glisten and children listen to Levels in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I write May your day Merry and bright And may all your Christmases be white